0: Everyone, welcome back to Happy Hour with Victabulous. So excited! <laughs> uh, my husband's been looking forward to me doing this uh, review and discussion since I first announced it in the last episode. You were
1: so fired up! I really wish we could have recorded this like, right after.
0: I know, but you know, time was against us. Um, but uh, sorry about the last episode uh, being delayed. Um, by like a week, because my sister who edits my video, uh, my podcast episodes and posts them on Spotify, uh, for whatever reason, it was giving her a hard time. Um, like it wouldn't be uploading what she edited. So she had to like go back, re edit from the original file, all that stuff. So finally, we got it all figured out and it's up on Spotify. So go take a listen. Um, we did the review and discussion for Night Hunter. And Today, we're going to do uh, Shadow in a Cloud. If you didn't, um, you probably didn't hear my episode last because it (laughs) was up so, it got uploaded so late because of technical difficulties. Um, But anyways, um, this is a little bit of a different kind of review discussion. It's more of a...
1: (laughs) Just cannot believe you watched it kind of review.
0: Yeah, it's just like a bad review. I don't, like, usually my movie, the movies that I review or discuss or the TV shows that I review and discuss, they're not—they're good. They're good reviews. Like something I'm, she enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, something that I genuinely enjoyed, and I want to share with all of you and how I felt about it and all that stuff. But I felt I'd switch it up, and I don't know. I guess this movie was just—it <laughs> was still fresh in my mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of yeah, being such a horrible and offense to let her down. senses. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I hope everybody had a good um, and safe Fourth of July. And um yeah. So uh today's beverage, I know I haven't had a drink in a a drink. Drink, girl. <laughs> I haven't had a drink in a while. Um just because like I said, I'm breastfeeding. Have a mom. I'm a mom a new mommy. So gotta breastfeed. Um, but I am drinking the truly tropical punch flavor hard seltzer. Uh this is like the most delicious I haven't had too many hard seltzer alcoholic beverages um i did try white claw that was a little bit too, s- too like seltzery yeah um this one's got more flavor and it just doesn't taste as like ho- much as like hard seltzer
1: you mean it doesn't taste like television static <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i've heard that described for like oh. seltzers
0: Well, that's news to me, but yeah, so this is Tropical Punch. I've tried their Fruit Punch and their lemonade, strawberry lemonade, and a little bit of their mango and blackberry. Um, Blackberry's a little too much for me, um, just as far as flavor.
1: You have such a weird palate.
0: I really do. Um, But yeah, so that's what I'm drinking because it's only 5% alcohol and... Yeah, so it doesn't take as long to, like, filter out of my body, so that way you can st- I don't have to waste, you know, the liquid gold, as we like to call it. Um, but, yeah, so, and my husband is, uh, what are you drinking, babe?
1: So, I, you know, in theme with the movie, I try to, you know, touch base a little bit, so I decided to make something I am going to call a gremlin Um, Oh,
0: that's clever. Yeah,
1: you know, I thought so. But uh, it's a little, like, an ounce of sake, an ounce of melon liqueur, and the rest is Sprite.
0: We'll post uh, pictures. I'll post a picture up um, on my Instagram as well as Twitter and uh, along with the um, ingredients so that if you want to try it yourself, you can, and you know exactly what to get. Um, Or you can mix it with whatever you want and make it your own. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the, I like that name though, the Gremlin. It's yeah, very, you know. where it's it's. I like it. It's appropriate. It's um, in theme. I'm excited now. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to talk about this movie. Um, but just I'm not. It's nothing good.
1: So, kind of on the same topic of, I'm gonna segue away from this movie and talk about a much better movie. But so the movie Gremlins. Um, there's, well, I don't really know if you want to call it a theory, but um. The fact that, like, with the exception of, I think, like, the high school science teacher, all of the deaths that happen can be considered as accidents. So that's kind of the whole thing of gremlins. Like, you don't really know they exist. They get into machines and they make them break and, you know, lead to people dying that way. Like, um, like, again, the whole mythos is that, like, airplanes would crash because gremlins got into the engines and they, you know, tore things apart and made things stop working. But, uh, again, in the movie Gremlins, like... They sabotage the guy's tractor, which leads to you know them driving into the house and killing uh, its owner, and then like um, same thing with the old like nasty lady. Her chair lift, uh, they mess with their chair lift, and it launches her through the window, and it kills her. And you know, it's just a lot of the deaths can be seen as accidents. So think about that the next time you watch uh, Gremlins.
0: Yeah, and the thing is like they have a a a gremlin uh, in this movie as I mentioned before and it really looks legit. Like it looks pretty scary. I mean yeah, the
1: creature works is is unique.
0: Yeah, they did a really good job with, you know, creating this creature, this gremlin and and just how it looks as well as the sounds that it makes. It's very cre- it's very scary, very creepy, very, you know, um otherworldly exactly but
1: at the same time kind of seems like it could exist in nature
0: yeah it's not too far off from other creatures that we've seen you know you could probably compare it to like what a Cuchacabe or something a a, cuchacabra that's
1: a different kind that's you got to pay extra in mexico for that
0: (laughs) what is it called again chupa 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 see
1: the legendary goat sucker
0: All right, let's just get into this review. No, I, I wanna
1: hear more about the kujikabra. <laughs> but I digress the, the monster in this again, it seems like I said, seems like it exists in nature. It it looks more like a cross between like a bat and some kind of like spider monkey. They kind of like an idea if, you know, you yeah, seen this Yeah, I'll yet. I'll
0: post a picture on my Instagram yeah. and Twitter so you guys can see. I mean, if you haven't watched this movie before, it is on Amazon Prime. Um it should be it is <laughs> if it's free. not, you are
1: getting ripped <laughs> off.
0: Yeah. Um. So go ahead and watch it. You know, do it when you're drunk. Do it when you're smoking weed.
1: <laughs> I, I highly yeah, whatever. Have a little, I mean, uh, I'm sure it'll extra. probably
0: be ten times better if you do it that way. Um. But I'm nursing, so I can't. Um. But yeah. So let's go ahead and get into this review and discussion.
1: Brianna, cue the music. <laughs> In August, 1934. Shh.
0: Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I'm going to turn your mic off.
1: I love doing World War New- II newsreel yeah. voice. That's my favorite.
0: Um. Anyways, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You do the voice. No, I can't. I'm going to mess it up. Like I did. <laughs> in WW. And <laughs> Uh
1: let's throw um, back to last episode, go back, listen to night hunter and then come back.
0: Uh-huh. Um, so it starts off, um, in August, 1943 on like a rainy night. Uh, th- um, Maud Garrett, which is pl- who's played by uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, like I said in my uh, the last episode when I was giving just like a preview about it, uh, Chloe Moretz uh, she played a hit girl in Kick Ass, and then oh god, what was it? She also she-, <laughs> she was in she uh, was in the Fifth Wave and a few. Uh, she was Carrie. She played Carrie. The updated one. I haven't seen that one. So, um, oh dear. but <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm not going to watch that one. Um, but yeah, she played Carrie and then it's also got Nick Robinson who, uh, plays a tail gunner and, um, he was in, um, Love, Simon and Jurassic World. He played the older brother. Um, so yeah. And so she is playing Maude Garrett, uh, a female female. A F- uh, flight officer um, who's assigned to travel with top secret documents, liar, liar. from Auckland, New Zealand to Samoa. Um, however, as soon as she arrives at the airbase, she witnesses a ground crew ramper inexplicably disappearing before her eyes.
1: Yeah, like I, it's it's been a while since we've seen this movie, and again, I fell asleep watching it, but. From what I understand, she arrives at the airfield, um, and she's looking around for the plane that she's supposed to be traveling on, and kind of mysteriously, like, the crew uh, or the ground crewman just, like, disappears into the mist. Okay. Does that... Yeah.
0: Because I was like, what the fuck is a ramper? Um, I'm not accustomed to this, you know, World War II...
1: I think it's like, if if I'm not mistaken, it's like the stair... Card ones that have like the cars or the, oh, the stairs that okay. lead up into the airplane, but yeah.
0: got okay, well, what do you know? I actually learned something while watching this movie. I mm-hmm. could be wrong. <laughs> I well, mean. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, anyways, uh so just before suddenly finding herself standing right in front of her transport, a B seventeen bomber christened the Fool's Errand. Um that's the name of the plane. That she's about to board. Uh, the bombers' crew give her a mostly deris- derisive, derisive welcome, and she is uh, quartered in the Sperry for the takeoff. So that's like the little.
1: It's like it's not. What is it? <sighs> Explain. It's Explain a dome that's uh, underneath, like on the belly of, of the aircraft. The aircraft. So in these bombers, you know, they had a tail gunner. They have like front gunners and guns all over the place. Um, but this one is it's based on the belly of the airplane here.
0: Yeah, so, you know, as soon as she gets on, they're, you know, like, you know, they're just being guys in 1943.
1: They see a hot dame getting onto the plane, and, well, they just can't control themselves. (laughs) Talking, hey, little lady, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, pretty much what he said. Um Um. So, yeah, but they start, you know, being derogative and inappropriate and just guys and they're just like, you know, they don't guys believe...
1: in the 40s. We got to stress this, you know, yeah, so, so they whatever don't... sexism was completely appropriate. Yeah. And know?
0: they just, you know, they're giving her shit. They don't believe her that she has like these orders. You know, what is a woman doing in the military? What is she? You know, she tries to address herself as a flight officer. With top secret documents, and she's just, in they're just like, yeah, whatever. Hey, Stick little lady. In the you cargo got,
1: hold, you got sandwiches in that bag. <laughs>
0: um, so <laughs> she, it's trying to, she, uh, you know, finally convinces them to, um, that she's, you know, got orders yeah. to go onto the plane and to go with them to their next destination. Um, but so she. They told her that you, you need to go into the Sperry, but you need to give us the, the kind of like satchel that she's carrying with these, quote unquote, important documents, these top secrets. And she's very reluctant to give them, um, to hand them over, um, but she recognizes a crew member on there. It looks like, you know, if you're first watching it, you could tell that they have like a, oh, like a history of some sort. As he you know looks like looks at her and recognizes her, so he you know tells her i'll i'll watch the the satchel you know these top secret documents for you, and so she because she knows him she goes she reluctantly allows him to store it and watch over it um now and he th- goes by the name of walter quade
1: right um but I do want to stress here um her like document satchel it it's more like a duffel bag. It's like it's it doesn't it's, look like you can have a you know an iPad in there and that's it. This is like a big no. It's kind of,
0: like a sh- it's like a very kind of rectangular. Yeah,
1: like I said, like a, like a duffel bag shape. Yeah, larger yeah, but size. A duffel
0: bag is very flimsy, but this right, is more but structured. I'm just
1: saying, like size wise, yeah. like it's it's not you know.
0: And it has like this little what it w- it could be mistaken as a speaker or something like an yeah. air vent, but. I mean, uh, to me, it looked like a speaker, but the further along you got into mm-hmm. the, mo- to the movie, it looks more like an air vent.
1: Like, be mistaken for like an old World War II radio set.
0: Yeah. And as she, and, and when she, um, going back to when she first arrived on the tarmac, um, she, before she got out of the car, she quickly, like, opened up the um, duffel bag or whatever, the carrier, and like peeked looked inside and then quickly shut it. So you weren't sure if it was like really secret like obviously you know that she's lying it's not top secret documents but you don't you're not sure what it is. Like to me I thought it was like a creature or maybe like a specimen mm-hmm. or an organism or something. I mean you know, I the way she like yeah. c- quickly closed it back up like oh it can't let it out, you mm-hmm.
1: know. <clears throat> I I could easily see it being perceived as like uh what's it called? If you remember that movie what you
0: you gotta help me out with more than just you
1: it's uh it's the u-boat movie um where like the americans take over the the u-boat um kind of recently i cannot remember to save my life but they have something called the enigma which is like a code breaker um like a typewriter kind of device which
0: again uh u571
1: I think I that's Yeah.
0: No right. well, we'll look um, it up later. <laughs> I digress,
1: but yeah, I I, I could have perceived that as again some kind of device that's going to help crack a you know radio code or something to help save the allies and make them win something the war. Something
0: that's worth being stored in a document bag and so closely to guarded, as, you know, yeah. top secret. So, anyways, um, so she's while stuck in the turret, Maud suddenly sees some sort of creature clinging to the underside of the bomber's wing. Yes, um, and she what? Gasp. <laughs> oh. Um, she reports it, but most of the crew, except Beckel, who cites it too, dismisses it. Of course, you know, they start, that uh, just adds to their fire of heckling her and giving her crap and all that stuff. Um, wow, this
1: daisy's off our chain.
0: <laughs> when she is allowed to exit the turret, the hatch malfunctions, uh, trapping her inside. This thing's just falling apart by the minute. And also, the creature spots her. I think that's one of the creepiest things in this movie is that like just like the eye contact like she spots Mm -hmm. it and it spots her and it's like
1: i i think i was still awake for this part if i if not i kind of woke up and i looked at it and i immediately thought of like the the twilight zone episode with william shatner who's there's something on the um, wing of the plane on the wing of
0: the plane yeah yeah yeah. and it's like eating the wires exactly Yeah, yeah that's what i compared it to
1: I mean, it's it's like they took that premise and like, okay, well, what if William Shatner was a girl? Okay, what if it was they World War II? They just went with that. Okay. They took that small little yeah
0: that reference, like that little presence of the um, Twilight Zone episode, yeah. and they have turned it into this.
1: Which at this point, just turn movie. off the movie and just watch the Twilight Zone <laughs> episode. Yeah,
0: exactly. You're gonna exa- You're gonna know exactly what it is, and yeah. it's gonna make more sense. Oh, oh. God, the Gremlins. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. My pillow just fell from like the shelf. Hard. Throw yeah. a throw pillow. It's not like an actual pillow. <laughs> I'm all right. Thanks for your concern.
1: I know I'm, I'm such a good husband. I, I jumped know, up immediately really, to try to yeah, you save your life. I just watched it happen uh, while thanks. I casually sip my drink. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord.
0: Okay. So, um, she's in here or well, it's not in here, but in the turret and she's, you know, just trying to wait it out until she, until they make it to their destination. You know, she keeps trying to convince them that she's who she says she is and, you know, that those documents are really, you know, top secret and confidential. And if they try to open it up and read it, they're all going to be like, what, court-martialed or something yeah. similar to that? Yeah,
1: you're in big trouble.
0: Yeah, um, so they agreed to finally let her out, but as she's making her way to get out, the latch breaks, so she's stuck in there. Um. Let's see what else. So she and then when she reacts indignantly to the crew's com- comments about her situation, they abandon their attempts to open the hatch and the comments cut off. So they completely cut her off because they just are being dicks. Um. And then she spots a Japanese scouting plane appearing and disappearing, um, close to the bomber. So she and then she's abruptly attacked by the creature known as gremlin, um, and she's able to fight it off, but ends up injured. I think she like she tries to fire gun, and it jams. It jams right? and it yeah. clips her right in between the skin, the
1: webbing, and your thumb and your index finger. Yeah,
0: so she's having to deal with that. Um... <clears throat> And they hear the the crew above hear the gunshot when the crew contacts her again to ask about what happened. A radio message comes in telling them that a Maude Garrett doesn't exist and is not registered for the flight. So she's lying um, because they went ahead and, you know, checked out who she was. And she kind of she kind of did. She bluffed. She told him she's like, go ahead and contact like whoever if you want.
1: Trying to. Yeah, just again, she's bluffing, but. You know, when they, they call her out on it.
0: Yeah. Um. So that's when they intend to take her out for questioning. Um. But then Ma deliberately jams the turret's gears and prepares to defend herself when the Japanese plane reappears and starts attacking. Because she tries to report that she saw a Japanese plane. And then they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, like,
1: Dame, you don't know. What a plane. do you know? You don't know the difference between a plane like-
0: and <laughs> Um, So, taking control of the turret, she should sit down, winning the crew's grudging respect. So, so far, this movie isn't too bad. It's going pretty good. You know, I'm into it's, it. It
1: seems like kind of the gender struggle. I you mean, know, especially she's just in this time cool, period. You know, she yeah.
0: prove who she is and, you know, stick up for herself and not let these guys overpower her so yeah
1: uh if i can chime in here about just world war ii facts like
0: oh my god
1: considering that she's putting the sperry again the the gunner that's on the belly of the plane um they do a good i think they did an okay job here trying to express that fear but like just imagining having only about an inch of glass between you and like a easily a mile drop.
0: And you're essentially hanging down. Yeah,
1: you literally are hanging from the bottom of the plane. That's, you know, if you're lucky, the bolts will hold in place. And uh, not to spoil anything, but um, I, I, you know, again, being a World War II buff, I hear that's, like, the scariest place to be inside one of those, uh, you know, bombing uh, flying fortresses. Yeah, I
0: believe so,
1: it. I mean, yeah, it's easy to believe. You know, like I said, I, I, I don't know if it's quite a fear of heights, but, like, if I was put in that circumstance, I... would I mean, lucky, lucky for me, I was too and tall. Then, like
0: if you have that also, if you're claustrophobic yeah. and being in such a tight, mm-hmm. like, okay, you're already in a plane, but then you're reduced down to that. Mm-hmm. And you're only able to like,
1: I mean, you're literally exposed. Around, yeah.
0: Like, so like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you, you have like a 360 view, but still you just don't know. Well, yeah. And it's, yeah. Um, So while continuing to converse with the crew, Maud admits that she is actually married and boarded um, the bomber under her maiden name, but refuses to tell about her mission, mission, uh, citing it's confidential. Uh, Then she sees the gremlin again as it continues to sabotage the plane and eventually Dorn cites it too, which is another crew member, Um, but the others disregard him as well. Uh, Uh, He's got
1: altitude sickness, that's all.
0: (laughs) Uh, Suspecting Maude's assignment to be the cause for their misfortunes, Reeves gives the order to open the bag, which actually... Are you guys ready?
1: Here it is. You guys ready? Hype it up. Hype it up. Here we go. Lay it down, Victoria.
0: It actually contains a freaking baby. Ah! Like an actual baby. Like a newborn, like probably a couple of months old, no less. And she's got a got it in this, you know, bag, this this air quote document bag. Which is just ridiculous. Yup. Hey, yep. Um who turns out to be Maud and Quaid's extramarital child. So again, Quaid is the guy who agreed to uh guard the the bag for her. And um Which, of course, now it explains why she was so willing to allow him to. Um, So, with this new discovery, Maud is forced to confess and explain that she was severely mistreated by her husband, which is not Quaid. Um, And then she entered an affair with Quaid and unwillingly got pregnant from it. Um, And someone who found out about her and Quaid's affair betrayed her to her husband who came to the base. Um, and so then Quaid found out that she was married, but didn't know the whole story on why she wasn't with him or why she was being unfaithful to him. You know, she, he wasn't aware of the domestic abuse. He just thought she was a floozy. <laughs> so he ended it with her. And I don't think they had seen each other up until that point where she when she boarded the plane. Um,
1: yeah, because you know, spousal abuse didn't exist until like the '60s. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, so Maude explains. Yeah. So she was. She got pregnant. Everything. Her husband came to the base. Um. She decided not to tell Quaid, and Maude faked her assignment to get away from her husband before he would kill her in his rage. Um, so, yeah, and then, of course, you know, Quaid is able to put two and two together, because he didn't know that she was pregnant. Um, he realizes that it's his child, so now he has even more, uh, urgency, um, or what is it, a more motivation to protect it, to protect the bag and protect his baby, because that's his, you know, um. So just as Captain Reeves turns back to the airbase, three Japanese fighters come in and the gremlin boards the bomber. Uh, uh, the gremlin injures Quade and then kidnaps the baby.
1: Womp, womp, womp. Because
0: what would a gremlin want with the freaking baby? Like, I mean, other than the obvious.
1: I mean, I guess it's kind of in keeping with like just the mythos of a gremlin who's just there to cause chaos. So well, that
0: is the ultimate chaos that I it is causing, okay, <sighs> so this is where it gets really 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 really, really ridiculous, okay, so the gremlin kidnaps the baby, Quaid's out he's he's unconscious, they think the crew thinks he's dead ma all all that Maude is able to do is she's just still down in this terry or turret Terry turret you
1: trying to say sperry and turret turret
0: Terry um. Yeah, so she's still stuck in the little bubble down there. (laughs) And, you know, she can't get out because the latch broke to let her out. And then she further disabled it from the crew getting to her. It's just a mess. Um, I don't think she has any ammo aside from what's in the actual. um, Mm,
1: What's preloaded.
0: Preloaded in the. um, What do you call it? Turret. Out it is. Yeah, just the guns. The guns yeah. that, but it shoots outward. So yeah. I don't think she can even like probably injure the gremlin without taking up plane. Yeah. Anyways, oh, um, good burp. I didn't want to. <laughs> you guys aren't ready for that burp. <laughs> um. Anyways, so she hears. She's hearing this all over the intercom. That you know what's going on up there with nothing to do, you know, she can't do anything, really, but she does. Like, you think she can't do anything, but she's about to prove you wrong. She becomes a very determined mom, and then this is when I'm just like, this is not probable. So the gremlin makes kind of like a hole in the other side of the wing plane. And she sees that he has the bag.
1: Can can I just take a second? Um, yeah. Victoria really digs into me because I I pick apart movies and like I, I have a hard time. Like I understand it's a movie, it's made to be entertaining, so you're made to suspend your belief. The fact that Victoria's like fired up about this means that it is so just unbelievable yeah, that this could not that, happen.
0: Yeah, there are certain things in movies yeah. that like, okay, the The actuality of them happening Mm -hmm. successfully in real life is not that great, but it's a movie, so it makes it more believable. Because one, it's either a superhero doing it, or two, it's either a superhero doing (laughs) it, you know, or someone you know that's a mythical creature or you know highly skilled that obviously you know is more qualified to more capable of this that type of. I don't know what is it called that type of sequence like role. How like,
1: John McClane's able to take down a whole team of terrorists inside of the you know, Nakatomi Plaza?
0: Nobody can touch John McClane. <laughs> but right.
1: again, this is just to help emphasize how ridiculous it gets at this point. Yeah, the like fact I know that there's even Victoria stunts
0: that people mm-hmm. do in movies—that it's like okay, obviously it's not—it's not probable, or it's not like. The actuality of that actually happening and being successful without any hurt or pain or fatalities, you know, is high, but still, it's a movie, so you believe it.
1: Like, but I, I dare I, I compare it to that, uh, the GIF or the meme that you see of like that Bollywood movie of the guy riding a horse and he takes it down to its side and it drifts or it slides underneath a semi truck. <laughs> and then gets back up and keeps running.
0: Something, yeah, something like that. Oh my god! Really? Like, that's not yeah. like okay. Let me just get into it.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just want to hype this up for you folks. Uh, you know, listening.
0: Um. So she decides to like she's able to bend um the the latch or whatever back that she jammed, so that way she can uh, because the gremlin when he was attacking her the first time. He pulled out the back part of where her back was resting, where the seat is. And so, um, but she was able to like stick like some kind of pin or whatever through the latch to keep it from falling out again um, after she injured Gremlin. Well, now she needs to get out of the plane and rescue her baby. And so she takes out the pin, comes out, you know, releases the, the back part. Of her seat and starts climbing. I don't know who the fuck she thinks she is, Spider Man. Um, but I mean, she
1: has the view considering how smooth the surface is and how like well,
0: there's these little pockets that are just I don't know what they're for.
1: <laughs> miraculously, they're <appeared>. miraculously <laughs>
0: there. These pockets and they're just they're you know symmetrically you know far apart just enough for her to fit her feet. It's like she's rock climbing but at the upside down.
1: Upside down against like wind force going what like easily. 200, 300 miles an hour. Yeah,
0: and I doubt there's (laughs) any grip in those little pockets for her feet or her hands to grip. So she's upside down, like, making her way through, you know, through these little, like, sockets under the plane. And she's making her way to the gremlin to rescue her baby. Now, I understand, you, you know, your baby's life is in danger Your baby is taken. A mother will do anything. Will stop at anything. I was going to say, stop at nothing. The whole
1: mom mom adrenaline, the
0: adrenaline, (laughs) and everything like that. But still, it's just the fact, like, oh, she has to climb upside down at the bottom of this, you know, plane that's all the way up, you know, moving at however many, you know, knots an hour or whatever knots an hour. No, (laughs) you're right. I think it is.
1: They travel by knots in the air. I think.
0: Uh, But still, it's just like. uh, how is she able to do this? And now like, they just, I don't know. It just frustrates me. I need more of an explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gremlin is, you know, guarding the bag. And so she's finally makes it over to those little area where it tore a hole in the plane. And then she's fighting with the gremlin. The bag gets loose. I think she catches it. And it's like, even upside down at one point. And I'm just like, how did the baby not even fall out? Yeah. Upside down? Like, where's the latch? Like, what is holding this thing closed? Like, Velcro. <laughs> so, anyway, so the gremlin's still trying to get her. She needs to try to protect her baby. So, um, it's like she... she I think she tosses it. Let me at see.
1: one point. I, yeah. I swear she tosses the bag inside of the plane.
0: Yeah, so she... <laughs> So she exits the turret, fires her handgun at it, driving it off but leaving the bag hanging precariously from the ventral hole, risking a perilous climb.
1: <laughs> Victoria's face. <laughs> I wish you could see it, folks.
0: Maud retrieves her child and reboards. But like, okay, so I'm already like I'm a mom and I'm a recently new mom again. So I'm watching this and it's like giving me anxiety, but at the same time, it's pissing me off because I know that this is not actually happening. Yeah. And that like there's just like, yeah, it's close call. This baby is hanging like the, the strap on the bag is bare. It's starting to slide off the latch that it's hanging on because it's broken and she has to quickly climb over there. You know, Spider-Man her way under there and catch Pretty it, much, which yeah. miraculously she does. And she's able to climb, you know, not only still be upside down but take the bag and put it inside the little like little makeshift hole that the gremlin made and then be able to use her she has to have some incredible upper body strength to pull herself up
1: finger grips
0: yeah it's just ridiculous so doesn't she have to go back like, she makes her way back or something. Like, yeah, yeah. She, she finally gets up there. She checks on the baby. The baby's fine. There's no way for her to get inside the actual plane from where she is at. So, she has to put the baby over her, like, crisscross around her body, and then climb upside down again, not only carrying her weight, the way she came, but with the baby dangling. The extra,
1: yeah, 10, 15 pounds Which baby.
0: is just, like, so ridiculously
1: improbable
0: improbable it's just oh my god and so mind
1: you this whole time like the three japanese pilots have been shooting up this you know oh yeah plane. yeah
0: so she's doing this simultaneously she makes her way back um and she's able to get inside the plane through the opening where the now blown off spurious because i guess while she was making her way to retrieve her baby one of the japanese pilot like planes shoots shoots it, like blows it out, and so she they you know what a coinkity. it makes a
1: yeah it's, it makes a hole it's in the trailer like it's it's completely i yeah it's just too ridiculous, like she gets blasted inside because of the sperry gets shot, which I'm not a uh, a munitions expert, but I'm pretty sure the ammunition the Japanese were using did not have explosives, and there's nothing explosive on the gunner itself, but there's somehow a blast that causes her to launch inside of the uh uh, I don't know if it, "fuselage" is the right word, but inside the main chambers of the B fifty or B seventeen, so yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um. So, what do you know? The gremlin appears again and attacks again, throwing one of the crew members named Taggart out of the plane before Maude can evict it. Um. So she's still battling this damn gremlin. Luckily, though, for the baby's sake, she makes it onto the plane puts the baby in the safe spot and then like there's this one thing like what is it so the the crew member gets attacked by the gremlin mm-hmm. or he gets sh- something happens i think the gremlin throws him out of the plane yeah and then one of the other crew members get caught by the japanese uh, planes that are still shooting at them
1: right to which again mod here has what's known as uh the john wayne bullet shield so, in the old World War II movies, John Wayne would, like, just run head first, then a gunfire, and people around him would die left and right, but he always came out unscathed or unhurt, you know.
0: Yeah, so, so then um, she's fighting with this gremlin, you know, she's trying to just get rid of him one for all. He falls, like, she manages to get him to fall out of the plane. Right. But then... What was it that exploded? Was another plane or something like something blows up, and she falls out of the plane and she's falling free falling to her what should be her imminent death and then all of a sudden miraculously below her, there's like happens to be like an explosion which pushes the force that's, of that's the what explosion. I was, yeah forces her into the that's, same that's little tiny hole to, yeah. I, of where she mm-hmm. came out of and miraculously was able to get back in the plane so, and so was the gremlin because I th- what can you fly
1: yeah the, that's it's shown the gremlin's like a, a flying squirrel to where it has those kind of meat Hidden flaps yeah. wings yeah but again I, I just need to restate what i previously explained yeah that's that's what victoria just explained here how there's some miraculous explosion to where Not only was she blasted back inside, but somehow at a certain angle to where she can keep up with the plane and put into that kind of moving plane.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Instead of just breaking her skull on the, you know. I mean,
0: I know you're trying to make this, like, (laughs) action-packed and, like, cool, like, you know, action sequences and stuff. But sometimes it's just, it's like, really?
1: Oh, yeah, let alone the fact she survives any shrapnel that would have came from the explosion that would have just turned into Swiss cheese. Right. You're just (laughs) Just, like, really? Yeah.
0: Really? Really, yeah. Um, so Reeves, Finch, and Dorn are killed by Japanese gunfire. Maude takes command. I don't know how much fucking command you can take on a plane that's like about to literally crash shot land. to hell. Um, she takes command and brings the plane roughly but safely down to the ground. Um, and then miraculously, what's his name? Uh, Quade, the father, the baby daddy. He's
1: alive. Miraculously survives the plane crash.
0: Yeah, survives. He's guarding the baby. You know, he's a, while she, you know, and the co-pilot land the plane. And then, of course, what's, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Um, Beckle, the tail gunner, he's alive. Um, so they're making a crash landing. They survive, except for the co-pilot. They got some bumps and bruises, of course but they miraculously survive, And so does this baby being in a freaking basically cardboard box of a bag because, you know, it's 1943. Anyways, um, again, the gremlin is still here, reappears and tries to snatch the baby once more. But Maud catches up and, like, it's, like, this, like, boxing kind of one-on-one, yeah. like, fist fight between her and the gremlin. And I guess, like, you know, you get that kind of feel that they're going for this like, oh, the woman, you know, the guys are watching from distance, amazed as this, you know, woman. You got down, it, honey. You
1: can do it. Right?
0: As she like takes down this this creature, you know, and she's, you know, punchy. She's, you know, she's a mom. She tried she this creature's tried to take her baby like one too many times and she's just done. She's done. They're on ground. You know, she's got a level ground.
1: It's at least a fair fight at this point. Level playing
0: field so she can kick some serious ass. And that's great. Cool. But it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And then, and then, so they're all watching her. They're all, you know, the rest of the crew that that survived. Her baby's screaming because I don't know how many hours it's been by now. Yeah. That poor child's got to be freaking hungry.
1: Um, oh, it's only been about 12 hours. That's exactly.
0: All. You're supposed to feed a newborn, you know, the two-month-old. That's what I feel like it is. Like a two-month, three-month-old tops. Probably like every two to three hours. And the baby's been up with the dad this whole time. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. Like, oh, great. You thought to give it an air hole. Okay, what about some milk? Jesus. So she's finally like, it's like this the way they set up the scene it's like she's exhausted she's this mom she's on top of this hill with her baby and she starts to breastfeed it so it's like trying to create another powerful moment like oh she did all this and now she's feeding her child you know from her body which is great it's a great i'm doing that it's great but just how they're trying to set this up like slow-mo you know the people like her, her uh Baby Daddy and the guys, the remaining crew are just looking up at her and awe. like she's amazing. Yeah Yeah, it's just It's just ridiculous. And that's how it ends. Yeah. And it's like where did do, like does the gremlin not have any backup? Like where did this gremlin come from? Where's like, you know, it just missed it just missed the mark with me. Yeah. Like I get what they were trying to do. Where they were trying to go and try to put her in this light of, like, you know, badass, you know, Rosie the Riveter type of girl. It's like they tried to do woman. too much. They did. They tried to do too much. It's like, okay, you're either going to make this about trying to survive the Japanese bombers, or it's going to be about the gremlin. Or it could be about both. It's both doable, because that's how it, this, it started out, which was like, okay, she spots a plane. But then now they're, like, having to fight off this creature that's on board with them. Yeah. Yeah. But then you throw a baby into the mix and all these crazy acrobatic maneuvers that she has to do in order to save her child. And it's like, why could not it just really be about, like, documents or something? Like, it just really just went over my head. Like, I just, yeah. So, the gremlin's killed. He's sitting atop of this hill, exhausted, up, battered up. She and the other survivors watches the fool's errand explodes and burns up. And just prior to the credits rolling, archival footage is shown of a woman serving in the British and American World War II Air Forces. And whoop-dee-doo, it's Maude Garrett.
1: Well, they also reference, like, you know, gratitude to the British-American women and fighting in World War II.
0: And good for her. And I'm happy that she served her country. And she was one of the few women that were actually able to make it and level herself up with with the men. You know, as far as rank goes. But...
1: Do you think that happened?
0: No, I know it's all fake, but I'm just saying, movie wise, I'm just you know, I'm glad that that's what they're trying to depict. Great, like I'm all for that, like. But it's just ridiculous. They again did try to do way too much. The storyline just gets lost. They never make it to their destination. Like, do they end up together? Like, do they live happily ever after? Right. Like, what what's gonna happen with her husband? Her abusive husband.
1: Do they just go awol? Like, like you know, what, hey, yeah, the plane crashed, they died. We're gonna go become Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, it's
0: just ridiculous. It's just so many gaps in the storyline, and it had so much potential. Like it's really, it's really bad. Like the the trailer really misleads you. It doesn't show the baby. It just you just think it's gonna be about this epic battle between this air this airplane, this bomber, and the crew and this gremlin. And that's it. And then you got to throw a freaking baby into the mix. Yeah,
1: just unnecessary. It was. Oh,
0: it's just so unnecessary. So that's that review and discussion. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'm just gonna drink my truly right. <laughs> So looking at the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, it received a 78%, which is still shocking. Still yeah. pretty high. I would have given it like a 50 or below.
1: Um But I mean it, it just says positive review, which could yeah, be like so of the hundred and twelve critics plus, gave
0: yeah. the film a positive review, and the average rating was a, is a six point three out of ten, which is still very generous in my book. Um <laughs> too generous. The let's see. Um, Roger Ebert wrote that the film was a sincere sincere but silly mashup of World War II dogfights, gremlin chaos, and feminism in action and gave it a 2.5 out of Really? Really? You gave it a 2.5 out of 4? Oh, that's more than half. No, I would have given it like a 1.5. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe because of the action sequence and like all that stuff, but no, I don't even know. Okay, so here's some trivia. Surprisingly, they have some for this movie. Um, let's see. Oh, wow. During uh, World War II, the wo- the women Air Force Service Pilots, also known as WASP for short, was created by the USAAF. These lady pilots, more than 1,100 flew military aircraft, single to multi-engine aircraft from non-combat like transports and spotters to fighters and bombers, including the B-17, B-26, and B-29 bombers. Uh, Henry Hap Arnold said he wasn't sure whether a slip- of a girl could fight the controls of a B17 in heavy weather. Later, he ate crow and admitted he how wrong he really was when he said, "Now in 1944, it is on the record that women can fly as well as any man." Damn right, God, a fucking misogynistic bastard. Anyways, I'm not <laughs> I'm not petty.
1: Can I uh, can I chime in here with my own little
0: Okay, thing. go ahead. Um so
1: uh, in 1941, uh, they were Established or founded, rather, but in the uh, the Soviet Army, which I got to represent because you know Russian roots and whatnot. Have you ever heard of the Night Witches? No. Okay, so there was a whole battalion of uh, female Soviet pilots known as the Night Witches, who would go on like these beyond insane bombing runs um, in like these single, like almost biplane-like airplanes, old airplanes, and they were called the Night Witches because they literally have to attack during the night open air so they're flying in like sub arctic weather mm. flying into german territory and their whole thing was they'd shut off their engines start diving into like the enemy german camps and would start dropping bombs either by hand or by lever to you know start attacking and you'd only know they were there when they turn their engines on to zoom away oh so yeah wow which kind of sounds a lot better than this movie in a nutshell if you ask me um but yeah there's a lot of, uh, just, again, supporting a lot of um, females who fought in World War II. So, yeah. Uh, Good to know. Another, if I can chime in again, uh-huh. another fun one to know is uh, known as the fighting girlfriend. So, in the Red Army, there is this uh, lady known as Maria Oktyobryjska. And her whole thing is that her husband joined the Red Army to fight, you know, Nazis and whatnot. And he was killed in battle. She got super pissed sold everything she owned to buy a tank from the Red Army, and her whole only stipulation was, like, I will fight for the Red Army, but I'm going to own this tank. And she basically took on Nazis by herself in a tank. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Maria, uh, Maria Ob- <laughs> This grandma's kicking my ass. Maria, uh, So, yeah, the fighting girlfriend. It's another cool one to look up. Much better than, uh, Margaret...
0: What? Whatever name is, I forgot. Mod, mod,
1: mod. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a very world War Two name. Yeah. Or Agnes.
0: Yeah, something along those lines. That's good. All right, so that was just those little, you know, if you didn't know, now you know, type of things. Um, so we hope you enjoyed this uh, review and discussion. A little bit different kind of review and discussion, and not so positive review and discussion
1: still a review and you know we we watched it so you don't have to
0: uh yeah you know small sacrifices i took one for the team (laughs) we lost necessary
1: we lost 83 minutes of our life
0: yes and um but if you guys are still interested in going to watch it and seeing for yourselves go ahead let me know what you guys think um, and Make so... Make your own
1: Gremlin and watch it.
0: Right. So, uh, we're going to, you know, resume back to our usual positive reviews. I'm excited about this next review for next week. Uh, The Tomorrow War, which just came out on the 2nd. It came um, out of the
1: blue, too. I want to add, like, at least in my book, like...
0: Well, because you... Like, I saw previews for it, little snippets here and there, and I was looking forward to it. But just, I didn't know... Like, I knew it was going to be good. It has Chris Pratt and, um... Um, what's her name? So yeah, it's got Chris Pratt, Yvonne Strahovski. She is also known for uh, Chuck, um, Handmaid's,
1: Handmaiden, right?
0: No, Handmaid's Tale.
1: Is that it? Or
0: I think that's it. Let me just double check, y'all. Let me look. Handmaid's Tale.
1: Handmaid. Okay.
0: Not Handmaiden. Handmaid's Tale. Um, she was also in Dexter. Um, And then it also has J.K. Simmons. My
1: God. Talk about a hot old dude. Jesus Christ. I don't know
0: if he specifically got ripped for this movie, but he got ripped.
1: Like, is he getting ripped for a live action version of, like, Invincible or something? (laughs) Because, God damn.
0: He's looking... He's looking like a very well-fit Santa. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's got Edwin Hodge. It's got Sam Richardson, who plays Charlie. He's a really funny guy in that one. As well as uh, Mary Lynn Raj, Rajkub? Rajkub. She's from um, The Office. And Sweet Home, Alabama. And uh, let me check to see what else she's been in. 24.
1: Little Miss Sunshine.
0: Little Miss Sunshine. Let's see. Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: the snow. Okay.
0: Was she in the office or am I just making that up?
1: She has a face similar to her. I don't think she was.
0: Well, it's not like... I'm not saying she played like... Uh, um, what's his name's wife? I know that's somebody else.
1: Right, but I'm, I'm just picturing someone's face similar to it who is in a who is in the office but i don't think it was her.
0: Oh, well then i lied. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was in Sweet Home Alabama, Man on the Moon, Magnolia. Uh let's see what else. Was she in Um Yeah.
1: She was in Gilmore Girls.
0: I don't even remember. Oh, she was for a little bit. Um, But yeah, so. Oh, Julia and Julia. I know she was in something else, too. That's a good movie, too. Um. Anyways, so The Tomorrow War came out. Amazon Prime. It's really, really good. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, 100%. Like, just like the action the 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 plot like it's just it throws you through a, through a twist just when you think it's like you know how it's gonna end it like it just does a complete three sixty
1: it it was a long movie and probably the best way possible just for the fact that like I I thought it was gonna end at least three times right. <laughs> but then yeah. they they kept going which is like okay that's cool you know I'm I'm sure if they even cut this movie in half and just called tomorrow more tomorrow war one tomorrow war two they could have got away with it.
0: Yeah, it was really it was a long movie, but so was Justice League the Snyder Cut. So I mean, and that was a good one, and that was good. Um, But I mean, if you keep the if you make a movie that long, then you just you have to keep up with all the action. You have to keep the audience interested. You know, you just can't drag it out. And I don't dragged it out. I really think that they like you know, like you said, Mm -hmm. you thought it was going to end three different times, but then they like threw something else at you, and you're like, oh okay. No,
1: it was it was a good version of that. There was you know the. It was, like, just, I think, two, at least, what, what's the word? Dangoma, which is, like, an, a continued ending or an explained ending. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it, like I said, it ended, like I said, multiple times. But it was still really good. Like, it
0: was. It was really, really good. I definitely recommend that you guys watch that mm-hmm. if you a haven't already. A good palate
1: cleanser for this trash of a movie. It is,
0: yes. Yeah. So if you need a re- redemption movie after watching um, Shadow in a Cloud, uh, definitely watch the tomorrow war it's definitely it's definitely one to put on your queue to watch so yeah look forward to um recording that episode and yeah i'll post up some pictures of the drink that victor was um drinking that he nearly died of today <laughs> and just a little bit <laughs>
1: it took my baby
0: now uh, whatever all right get getting too carried away <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend, um, week and weekend, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Cheers. Bye. Bye. Cue the music.